Welcome to the Noteworthy Podcast. I am your host, Nathan French. Thanks for tuning in today. I think you made a great decision. Let's do this thing. Hey guys, just a couple quick announcements that I want to get out of the way before we dive into today's episode. Number one is the Battle Cry Tour. Uh, I wanted to announce this for all the Atlanta listeners, and they're going to be in uh, four other locations, but I've had a lot of people inquire about this tour. Uh, It's going to be featuring Brittany Scott, James Wilson, and Brother Court Chavis. Uh, Rachel and I are going to be Uh, the local artist in the Atlanta location. This is hosted at Atlanta West Pentecostal Church. Um, That is coming up on May 20th, and I've had a lot of people ask me about it, so I wanted to clarify it on the show that you can go buy VIP tickets at battlecrytour.com. There are regular admission tickets for $20, and then uh, the VIP tickets are $47, and that includes things like Q&A, early Uh, entrance into the concert and things like that so please keep that in mind we'd love to see you there it's going to be a great time with our friends Brittany Scott James Wilson and Court Chavis which by the way have you heard their music incredible that's what I thought you're going to want to be there okay North American Youth Congress is coming up July 30th through August 3rd so you're going to want to make sure to be at that event it's at the Dome at America's Center in St. Louis this year. So those are a couple events that you're going to want to mark down. You're going to want to be there because it's going to be incredible. Let's dive into this show. I think you're going to enjoy the content today. It's going to be a great ride. Buckle up. Let's go. Robert Pittman, the founder and chairman of MTV, stated the following concerning MTV's philosophy. He said, and I quote, We are dealing with a culture of TV babies. They can watch, do their homework, and listen to music all at the same time. And at MTV, we don't shoot for 14-year-olds. We own them. End quote. There is an unparalleled attack on the youth of our generation, and I'm going to use this word infancy here in our introduction. The enemy is attacking infancy from all sides, and as a youth pastor in the Atlanta area, I can stand and tell you that there is a strong attack on the young people of this generation. There is a reason that the enemy attacks us so strong in the stages of our infancy. Uh, if you want to hear a great message on this, you can go hear A Call to Greatness by Brother Victor Jackson. He preaches a powerful sermon on this thought. But you say, why is the devil attacking me so strong? I haven't even taught a Bible study yet? Why is Satan coming at me so strong? I haven't ever preached a sermon yet. 
Why is the devil attacking my music ministry? I haven't even written a song yet. Why does the devil hate me so much? I haven't won a single so to the Lord yet. Well, I'll tell you why the enemy attacks you in your infancy, because he is terrified of what you will become. Satan trembles at the potential of your future. The hardest attack of your life is the foundation of your future and the validation of the call of God on your life. The greatest opposition is the segue into the divine demonstration of God. And the enemy doesn't always attack you because of who you are. Sometimes he attacks you because of what you will become. John chapter 1 and verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You have power to become. Thank you for letting me share my heart with you today. I just feel like maybe somebody that's listening is under some sort of attack, and I want you to know that it's not because of what you're doing wrong. There's an attack on you because of what you're doing right for God. The devil's a liar, and as we kick off this show, I don't want you to listen to this episode with heaviness on you, so... If you're driving or in public, I don't care. Maybe you have to whisper it, but just say, Satan, get thee behind me in Jesus' name. You just point your finger in the devil's face right now and tell him that because we're not going to get into today's topic with heaviness. Why? Because you have a call on your life. Yes, young sir, young lady, you have a call on your life. And God wants to use you. Don't walk in the heaviness of darkness, but walk in the anointing and in the light, in his glorious light. For instance, there's a writer that only had two years of formal formal schooling. He never felt capable of accomplishing anything great. He never learned how to read music. Matter of fact, when he composed his songs, he would hum the melody and a musical secretary would have to write down the notes because he didn't know how to put it on paper. And many would tell him, there's no way you're going to be a successful songwriter because of your lack of musical knowledge on paper. So they told him. Maybe you've heard of one of his songs, God Bless America, or White Christmas, because Irving Berlin is one of the most famous songwriters in all of history. And every Christmas when you sing, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, You're singing out the words of somebody who felt like he could never amount to anything. And so, I want to segue into the theme of today's episode. And 
Guys, let me go ahead and and just apologize. Uh, I'm a little behind on this episode, and this is going to be published at a weird in-between time in the week. I usually upload episodes on Monday for all of you guys that are heading to work. Rachel and I's schedule has been absolutely insane, singing at a lot of conferences. We have a lot going on in our local assembly and just everyday life. So I I figured I would compromise this week and I would post late for those who missed it on Monday and I'm going to post early for those that uh, will tune in this coming Monday and this episode will be waiting for you on Monday. So please forgive my tardiness. I do my best. But episode 11, here we are. We're, we're doing pretty good. We won't be too hard on ourselves. Psalm 33 and 3, in the book of Psalms, you're going to see a pattern, and I'm going to use it to segue into our topic today, which is songwriting. And I want to talk about some of the stories behind the songs that you've heard and maybe steered you to this podcast. If you listen to Nathan and Rachel Music, um, a lot of our listeners were steered to this podcast because they were a fan of our music. So Psalm says in Psalm 33, Sing unto the Lord a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. Psalm 96, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Psalm 98, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Why? Because he's done marvelous things. Skip way down to Psalm 144. I will sing a new song unto thee. Skip down to 149. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And if you go back to Isaiah chapter 42 and 10, Isaiah said, Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise from the ends of the earth. There is a constant instruction in Scripture to sing a new song. And so I've, I've really been wanting to do this episode for a while, but I've been waiting for the right time. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, my favorite episodes are when I get to interview somebody because they're just far greater than I am and have so much more knowledge than I ever could. Uh, and so those are my favorites. So sometimes I hesitate to do these episodes by myself. But but today's a little different. I'm excited about today's topic because songwriting is, is very special to me. It's been a part of my life f- for a long time. And I am always completely shocked and blown away by how many incredible songs have been written by apostolics, but have not been recorded. Nobody's heard them. (laughs) And that just feels like a shame to me. I feel like these songs need to be out there. God gave you a song for a reason. He gave you a song for a purpose. And that song, that gift, songwriting is, is not just a talent because Trust me, there's some way more talented people out here than this guy sitting behind this microphone right now. On a, on a talent level, I'm like a 1 out of 10 compared to some people. But songwriting and being able to put words on paper and to music is, is a gift from God. There are some people that are, uh, 
extremely musical, but they're not songwriters. And I'm not saying that songwriting is a gift of the Spirit or something like that. I'm saying that it's a gift from God. And you should thank God every day if you're a songwriter and you're able to put this emotion on paper. You should thank God that he's given you this ability and you shouldn't hide it under a bushel. Oh no, you ought to let that light shine because it's amazing what it will do. So let's, let's, let's dive in for just a few minutes here about songwriting. And I want to talk about, uh, what it means to write a song, and then we'll transition into some stories behind some songs that you might have heard of of ours. Everybody has a different tactic, a different strategy on how they write music. There is no right way to write music, and there is no wrong way. Everybody does it completely different. I was talking to Brittany Scott about this, and you can actually go back a few episodes ago, and you'll see the interview there. You can listen to the conversation with Brittany Scott, and and she is is one of the greatest songwriters of of this younger generation of songwriters that are coming up, and she writes songs completely different than I do. And there's there's no right way that she likes to co-write songs, which is incredible. I don't, uh, I've only co-written like two songs. Most of my songs uh, are written with just me. So everybody has their own way. So as we proceed here, I want you to know that uh, just because I write a song a certain way does not mean that you have to be tied into this box. God has given you certain giftings and certain talents that I do not possess. So please understand that uh, some of these things going forward are going to be my opinion and my preference and how I like to do things. But please understand, you you could be much broader in how you like to write. But for me, this personally, this is how it happens for me. And, and the reason I'm doing this episode today is because I have a lot of people ask, how do you write these songs that you record? How What's that process look like? And so I've been excited about today because I, I'm i excited to get to share it with you because it's, it's special to me. And I'm very thankful to the Lord that he's given us this opportunity. Man, he's blown our minds. We're so blessed. But for me, and I'm not saying this is a good practice, but I never sit down to write a song. I never just sit down and say, I'm going to write a song today. I just I just can't. I think it's amazing that people do that. There are people that literally write songs for a living, and every day they have to get up and go, well, what am I going to write today? And there's a lot of amazing songs that come out of that process, but that's not how it works for me. What happens to me is usually God will just drop something from heaven randomly in my spirit and it will not be at a moment of songwriting it'll be when i'm writing a paper or in an altar call or or driving to to work or 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 to school insert your life here that's kind of how it happens for me it's always in those unexpected moments that i feel a course or a verse or a tag or a bridge on a song 
And so for me, when that happens, I will have to write it down instantly because I will forget it. And so my first advice in songwriting, and I think this is going to be the best advice you'll get in the whole episode, so you're going to want to grab a pen and paper here unless you're driving. If God gives you a song, maybe it's just a course, maybe you don't have anything else yet, please write it down. I want you to underline this a hundred times. Please write it down. You are a human, and humans uh, tend to make errors, and we have this thing called memory loss. It's this curse of being a human, and we forget stuff, and you might have this incredible uh, song from God that nobody will ever hear because you forgot to write it down. Please write it down and revisit it. If you don't have time to work on it in that moment, write it down and say, I need to go sit down and work on this later. Um, I'm telling you, that's going to change your life when it comes to songwriting. Get a pen and paper and jot it down. My second piece of advice would be, write, and this is a metaphorical here, but write with a pencil and not a pen. In other words, what you jot down does not have to be permanent. You can always change it. You can always update it. You can always pray about it and say, what am I trying to say? And you can always update the lyrics later. So write it with a pencil and not a pen. Write it with something that can be updated and always be willing to make your song better. Don't think that it's reached its potential right there at the beginning because your song can get a lot better than it started, especially when it comes from the Lord and he's speaking to you about it. Also, when you are writing a song, you have to know where you want to go and what you want to say. Where do you want this song to go and what do you want it to say? The worst songs have no purpose. They have no meaning. So take like 95% of secular music and that falls into the category of of worthless music. <laughs> I know that that's a very strong statement, but if you're singing about money and uh, evil and, and just, oh my goodness, I'm not even going to go into it, but there's some pretty horrible topics that they're singing about out there. Complete trash. Well, those you can just throw away because if a song does not have a purpose and if, it, if it's not designed for good or to glorify God, then you might as well throw it out. Now, of course, there are exceptions. Like one of my favorite songs, I'm a little bit sappy, but is I Will Be Here by Stephen Curtis Chapman. And that's, he's singing, it's a love song to his wife. And that song has purpose because it's, it's, it's talking about a, a God-given thing, which is the institution of marriage and love. And, and so not everything has to be uh, just a certain topic, but it has to have a purpose. It has to have a meaning. And so if you're writing your song and you see that verse 1 has absolutely nothing to do with verse 2 or the course, then you're probably getting off topic. And if you're confused you better believe the listener is going to be confused. Okay, and so this is the question 
I get asked the most, and so I'm going to answer this. I'm not going to give any more advice here. But here's the question I get a lot. What do you do with a blank canvas? If you're making a piece of art, if you're painting a masterpiece, it always started with a blank canvas. And when God gives you a song uh, and you go sit down to work on it, it's it can be a little overwhelming because you feel like you just sat down with your paintbrushes in front of a blank canvas and you go, where do I start? Start where God started you. Whatever he put in your heart, that's what you should start with. Work on that and work around that. If he gave you a verse, you start with the verse. If he gave you uh, a line that feels like this is the course, start with that and work around that. Build your song around something heavenly. Build your song around something that came down from the Lord, and it's going to be a much easier process for you. So Nathan, do I do I write the lyrics first, or do I write the music first? Well, here we go, back to the beginning of the episode. There is no right way, there is no wrong way to do this. There are a lot of songwriters that are not musicians, and, and they're not going to sit down at a piano, or sit down with an acoustic guitar. They're just going to have these lyrics in their soul and they're going to sing them and maybe not know how to sit down and translate it on paper. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I want to encourage somebody that if if you might feel like Irving Berlin right now and feel like, well, I don't have a lot to offer, you might be one of the greatest songwriters of our time because God's given you a gift and you might not be as musical as you would like to be yet, but you can grow in that. You can, you can become better. You have the power to become. And the devil's going to attack you in the infancy of this gift, and he's going to try to stunt it because he does not want the church to hear your songs. And I think that that is a shame. So always continue forward with what God is doing in your life. For me, I am a musician, I am an acoustic guitar player, and so I tend to write most of my songs on acoustic guitar. Um, Every once in a while, piano, but I I can't claim to be a pianist, I just barely make it through, but um, I have written songs on piano before. But for me, it usually starts with a lyric, it usually starts with a melody, something that God has given me. And it tends to start with the course. And so I want to just tell you some some stories behind the songs. And I'm going to start with the first song that Rachel and I ever recorded. Certainly not the first song we had ever written, but the first song we had ever recorded and decided to share. And that song was Great and Mighty. Great and Mighty was born out of this desire. I I knew, where do I want this to go? Okay, I want this to go into a place of just absolute worship where I am just proclaiming how awesome God is. That's what I want this song to do. I want it to just be uh, this, this desire in my heart to tell the world how awesome, how great, Jesus Christ is. That's where I wanted to go. 
And what, what did I want to accomplish? I wanted it to feel like an anthem. I wanted it to feel like it was something that people could sing along to. Because as I proclaimed how awesome my God was, I wanted them to be able to lift their hands and say, wow, we really do serve an awesome God. And I wanted them to be able to sing along. And so I remember going into my room and I sat down with my little acoustic guitar. I have a I have a regular acoustic guitar and then I have what's called a baby acoustic guitar. It's this little tiny guitar and I'll just grab it and, and use it for songwriting a lot of times because it's easy and it's out and it's convenient. And I just started strumming and and this song was different because I started with the verse and I usually start with the chorus, but I started strumming and I just felt, God, you are the God of everything that is and is to come. And I just kept feeling that. And I just kept singing that over and over and over again. And I began to feel the presence of God as I just began to glorify him. Guys, when you write songs, make sure that you're in the presence of God. Make sure that you're worshiping him. Make sure that you're glorifying him in everything that you do, because this song's going to be complete garbage if it's me. <laughs> it's going to be absolute garbage if it's just me. It's got to come from God. And then I started writing, you know, For you are great and mighty, you sit upon the throne. And it just started flowing. And when I got to the bridge, the, the bridge of that song where it says, For there is none beside you, there is none before. Your word is everlasting. Your name is Holy Lord. That was literally what I was praying. I was praying it out loud because I had entered into his presence. And so every time I get to the bridge of this song, I get emotional because it's literally a prayer. It's literally a prayer. God, you are great. You are mighty. And it's just something that I love to declare to him. And the reason I want to emphasize why you need to record your music or you need to, maybe you don't have the budget to record, but you need to, you need to be singing this song to the church somehow, some way. If you're not the music minister, present it to your music minister and say, hey, this is a song. I don't even have to sing it. I just wanted you to know God gave me this song because it's not about me but God gave me this song and I wanted you to have it. I wanted you to be able to sing it. And I'm telling you, God is going to use it. I am blown away by the testimonies of people that are blessed by songs that Rachel and I have been privileged to write. And it just, it just amazes me every time, way beyond what I could ever imagine. In Your Presence was written on a piano. And I sat down and I just started humming, I am weak, you are strong. I am here where I belong in your presence. And I had written the whole song. And for some reason, the bridge was... a wasn't written until later, and I ended up teaming up with my friend Devin Cunningham, which Devin, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. He has a podcast called To Be Determined. You're going to want to go check that out as soon as you finish this episode. He's got a great podcast that you're going to want to listen to, To Be Determined. 
And Devin helped me chart out where I wanted to go. And so if you get to a point in a song where you're not feeling something, that's where it's great to reach out to other people and say, what are you feeling here? What are you feeling on this song? And we are blessed to live in a day and age right now. There's something happening in our apostolic culture where there are a lot of songwriters right now. There's a lot of people you can reach out to. Um, my dance. My dance is one of my favorite songs to sing that I've ever written. And it's a very emotional song. But I was I actually wrote this whole course in an altar call. I was standing on the platform and I was about to sing for for the altar call and the preacher said he said when you go home you're not going to have your pastor. You're not going to have this praise team up here. You're not going to have a piano player praying prayer music for you when you get home. But you know what you will have? You'll have your voice. And when he said that, I'm telling you, I I can't explain it to this day. I'm not doing these songs any justice by what I felt trying to explain them to you guys. Forgive me, but man, it just hit me like a bolt of lightning. You'll have my voice. You'll have my hands. You'll have my praise. You'll have my dance. And it, it, that song was written in about 10 minutes in that moment. And I, one, of, one of the things I love about this song is the way it's being used, and that is a lot of missionaries are using it for their uh, promotion videos as they're trying to raise money to get back on the field. And wow, what an amazing honor. These missionaries are the true heroes And the fact that they've been using this song is a complete honor for me, and I'm very thankful. It Is Done was one of the most unique songs I've ever worked on, and it was strange because usually God will give me a song, and I'll just write it in like 10 minutes. But It Is Done took me like two weeks to write. It's the only time I've ever had that happen with a song. And if you've heard It Is Done on the radio or on your iPhone or Apple Music, however you listen to music, there's actually been a tag that's been written to that since it's been recorded, uh, (laughs) which is now like my favorite part of the song, and it's not recorded, but sometimes it happens like that. But I wanted to write a song that could be used around Easter time that talked about the crucifixion because I love Hillsong and I think they've got some great music, but uh, as an apostolic church, I would like to have some apostolic Easter songs rather than having to go pool from Hillsong every time Easter comes around. That was just my preference there. And don't get me wrong, I love What a Beautiful Name more than anybody, but I think it's amazing when an apostolic can can write a song and and the church can use it as a whole and I think that's an incredible honor and opportunity. And so this song took a couple weeks but when I finished it 
and I was singing, it is finished, it is done. I just kept closing my eyes and I saw, I saw my Savior on the cross. And I said, Lord, if this song isn't to remind anybody else, thank you for giving me this song because it's for me. I need to be reminded every time I sing it. I need to close my eyes and I need to see my Savior on that cross and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for what you've done. And we have a big announcement coming up soon. Our new song is coming out probably in the next month here, and we're going to announce the new title to that and and get uh, everything sorted for you there. Uh, our photo shoot is set up for later this week and a promotions for that song. So you're going to want to stay tuned on that because that's, the, man, I can't wait to share that with you. Psalms 33, sing unto the Lord a new song. So I want to encourage you today that maybe you're out there and you feel like nobody's ever going to hear this song. Nobody's ever going to hear it but me. First of all, God can bless you with the song that he's given you, even when it's just you. But I believe God wants to open the doors for you. And I believe he will. And if you'll be faithful to him and be about his business, he will be about your business. And Jesus Christ will be the ultimate reason that people will hear your song. If he feels like this song is for the church, he will find a way and he will make a way for this to happen for you. Guys, thank you so much. I I know this is a lot of rambling, a lot of information. And I want to thank you guys for all your support over the last two years since we've started recording music and, and God has blown our minds with what he's done. We are certainly unworthy. And I want to give a shout out to my wife, Rachel, because uh, I was that guy. I'm going to be honest with you. I was that guy that kept writing songs and felt like nobody needed to hear them because they weren't good enough. That that was me. And Rachel is the reason that she gave me the courage to say, we, we need to get this song out there. We need to record this. And she is just the force behind everything that you see happen in, in our ministry. She is the force behind it. She is the driving force behind everything that I do and accomplish. And I thank God for her. And when you listen to our music and you hear that beautiful singer, it's not me, it's her. I'm the dude in the background just trying to keep up with how amazing she sounds. And it's my absolute honor to get to do life with her and do ministry with her. And to the fact that we get to travel and do music together, it's nuts. It's crazy, guys. I can't believe we get to do that. What an honor. What a privilege it is to live for God in these last days. What an honor it is to make a difference. And it's just an honor, guys. Thank you for all your love and support. If you know anybody who has a podcast who's apostolic, please send it my way at nathanandrachelmusic.com. I want to support other podcasters that are trying to get 
their content out there into the world. And I'm thankful for the listeners that have tuned into this podcast, and I would love to do anything that I could to help out my fellow apostolic podcasters, because I love podcasts, and I hope you love podcasts too. Of course you love podcasts. You're listening to a podcast right now. If you didn't like podcasts, you wouldn't be listening right now. Anyways, um, guys, it's going to be an incredible week. Stay encouraged. God is here. God is with us. And I want to end today's episode with an incredible new song. It was in the top five in the Christian and Gospel charts. My friend, James Wilson, he is killing it right now. His new song is called Wait on the Lord, and it's absolutely incredible. I wanted to share it with you to end out the episode. Guys, please be encouraged. And if, if, if you're listening, I want you to know that God can use you. Don't be discouraged by where you're at. Maybe you're in a stage of infancy right now and the devil's attacking you. It's not because you're not able. It's because you are that he's attacking you and he's scared of what you're going to do for God. You're going to absolutely shake the foundations of hell if you will stand up for holiness and righteousness and work for the kingdom of God. All right, here's my good friend James Wilson. Here's his new song, Battle Cry Tour, coming to Atlanta May 20th. You'll get to hear him sing it there. And James Wilson, thank you for this song, man. You guys be blessed in Jesus' name.
I'm not turning back now. 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 I